Hey, thank you for listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and wherever podcasts are streamed. You can also visit PraiseChapelLasVegas.com and follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas to stay connected with PCLV. Thank you again for listening. Here comes today's message. ministry, any ministry that divides, listen, that divides is not of the Spirit. That doesn't mean that the Word of God will not divide. How many know that the Word of God divides? The Word of God divides and separates. It separates us from sin. It separates us from the Word, uh, from the world, amen. But when we hold on to our own opinion, listen, our own understanding that causes division in the church, I can tell you right now, that is not of the Spirit. Amen. Romans chapter 16, 17, it says this. Now I make one more appeal, my dear brothers and sisters. Watch out. Somebody say watch out. Watch out for people. Listen, he's talking to the church. He's not talking to the world. He's not talking to any type of organization outside the church. He's speaking to the church right here. And so he makes an appeal to to the brothers and sisters in the church. He says, watch out for people who cause division and upset and upset people's face by uh, faith by teaching things contrary to what you have been taught stay away from them amen so if, if you have been taught here in this church something and then someone else is teaching you or trying to teach you something else that is contrary to what you've been taught the bible right here is telling them get away from them these are people that cause division in the church our bible is saying keep away from them do not associate with anyone that causes division anyone that causes confusion or causes others to stumble listen by their own actions how many know that we were bought with a high price come on we we cannot do what we want to do because people listen people are watching us come on i i can't do something if i'm preaching something up here and then I'm doing something out there. Come on, somebody. And, and you see me? It's going to cause confusion. It's going to cause, it's going to cause someone to stumble by my actions. So we cannot cause division. Are you, are you following me? So the Bible saying to stay away from such people like that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 10 says this, I appeal to you. Here's another appeal. Here, here he is right here. Uh, Paul's appealing once again to the brothers and sisters. He goes, I appeal to you, bro- dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. Let there be no division in the church, but be a one mind united in thought and in purpose. We must not allow ourselves to be split up. Come on, into groups. We cannot allow cliques in the church. Amen. Come on, no parties, no clubs to be created within the church. This is a worldly mentality, and this is not of the Spirit. We are one church. Come on, somebody say, we are one. We have to be united, not divided. Amen. We must stand together. Right now, in, in this in this time and season that you and I are in, that we are going through as a church, amen, you have to understand that we as a church... God has put me here as the overseer, as the under-shepherd, amen. And so 
I'm trying to navigate us, amen, I'm, I'm, I'm driving a shit, I'm trying to navigate through the storm, amen, as your pastor, as your captain, amen, that God has put in charge, amen, and so we have to be in one mind, you have to follow what I'm doing, you're going to have to trust me, you gotta, you got to follow me as I follow Christ, amen, and I'm trying to navigate, am I going to make some mistakes, yes, I'm a human, but we got to understand that whatever whatever I'm trying to do, just like we prayed about the our pastors in California, each one is navigating through the storm. Some are making stands. Some are saying, you know what, we're going to do this or we're going to do that. We should not we should not be divided. If they're doing this and we're not, then that's okay. We pray for them. We're still united. And so we got to understand we cannot be divided. Amen. We have to be one church. Can somebody say Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 3, amen. Uh, uh, it says this, For if you are controlled by your sinful nature, you are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove that you are controlled by your sinful nature? Aren't you living like the people of the world? Come on, the Message Bible puts it like this. As long as you grab what makes you feel good and makes you look important, are you really much different than a babe on a breast? Content only with everything that's going your way. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter 11 verse 18 says this. In the first place, I hear that you're coming together as a church, but there is division among you. To some extent, I believe it. Here he is, Paul's hearing the things, amen. You guys are gathering, amen. And you guys are a good church, and I know you guys, but I've been hearing, amen, that there's been division. And he says, you know what, to a, to, a, to, a, to a sense, I believe that, you know. See, the Lord has given us the ministry of reconciliation through the Spirit. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 18 says this, all this, somebody say all this, all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. We have to reconcile ourselves amen within ourselves in order for the ministry of reconciliation to work we must reconcile ourselves amen in order to do that we must renounce listen renounce some things that are within our lives that means hidden things that means that means dishonesty strive and division second corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 says this rather we have to renounce secret and shameful ways. We do not use deception or do we distort the word of God. On the contrary, by setting forth the truth plainly, we commend ourselves to everyone else's conscience in the sight of God. We are not to yield to the works of the flesh. It lusts against the spirit. Amen. Galatians chapter 5, 17 says this, for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit which is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so they, so that you do not do whatever you want. There are things that we have to do, church. Come on. Come on. There are things that we ought to do as a body, amen. Restoring one another, bearing one another's burdens, sharing, communicating with one another. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1 and 2 says this, Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in sin, you who live by the Spirit shall restore that person gently. Gently. 
Come on, that doesn't mean that you become the the the, the big the big uh, 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 judge. Amen. You are not God. You don't start going. Ah, you, ah, you. No, restore your brother gently. Correct him gently. But it goes on to say this. But watch out. Somebody say, watch out. Watch yourselves so that you may not be tempted. Carry each other's burdens in the same way you will fulfill the law of Christ. We have to understand that the law of sowing and reaping, if we yield to the Spirit and we sow right things, we sow seeds of reconciliation. But if we yield to the flesh, we will sow seeds of corruption and strife. Come on. So we, we got to understand that we need to live by the Spirit, not by the flesh. That means you cannot do what you want to do. That means that you're going to have to bite your tongue at times. That means you're going to have to hold back and say, not say what you need to say. Come on, somebody. You, you, you're going to have to do things right, and you're going to have to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit. Because He's the one. Listen, if you're praying and you're asking the Spirit to be if, to be filled with the Spirit of God, and you're empowered by the Spirit of God, and this is our daily prayer, He is the one that helps us through and navigates through the storms that we're facing. Because there are things that rise up that your flesh will also rise. Come on, somebody. And that if that flesh rises up, amen, more than your spirit, man, then things are going to fall bad for you. Come on, somebody. So we have to be in the spirit, and we have to sow right things that we can sow good things. Can somebody say amen? See, the point of Galatians 5.17 is this. It tells us that there's a war. How many know there's a war inside of you? There's a battle inside each and every one of you guys, amen. There's a battle of the flesh and the spirit. Come on, they're, they're battling within ourselves, amen. They're the ones that say do it and the other ones say don't do it. And there's a battle that's going on, amen. And so we, get, we must yield. Come on, if we yield to the flesh, then we're going to sow seeds of strife and division among God's people. Before, we, before God can put Things together within our church and within our lives, we must reconcile. Come on, somebody. It is your job. Somebody says, my job. It is your job to turn people back to God. Come on, that is your job. That is our job that when we see our brothers and sisters going through a struggle or going through a hard time, that we we got to redirect them and re-navigate them back to the Lord, to reconcile back them themselves back to the Lord and get things right. Amen? Amen? amen. Hallelujah. Come on, you don't amen me, we stay here longer. Amen. Somebody say amen. amen. Hallelujah. All right, all right, not that many amens. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But in order to do this, we must appeal to us and we must respond to it in love. Somebody say love. It has to be love, church. In Romans chapter 12, verse 1, Paul did not try to demand, but he urged the church to offer themselves, what? As a living sacrifice. That this was a reasonable service to God. That we have to offer ourselves to the Lord, amen. As a living, he wasn't demanding, he wasn't, he wasn't pressing on, he says, you know what? Offer yourself. Offer yourself to the Lord. This is, this is a good thing to do. This is what fits into his will, is when we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice unto the Lord. See, God calls us today and to urge people to be reconciled to God and to each other. 
Amen. This is not the time, church, to pull away from God. This is not the time to allow confusion, division in the church. Amen. We have to stay united. The world is fighting. The world is divided. Amen. And we as a church must stay united, church. They need to see something positive in this life. we got to offer hope. Amen. And it comes to the church of Jesus Christ. Amen. And we need the Holy Spirit to help us through. Because we don't want to say the wrong thing, church. we got to say the righteous thing. They may not agree with it, but we have to stand on it. We cannot bend on it. We cannot say, okay, I understand. No, no, we have to stand on the word of God. Can somebody say amen? So God is calling us right now as a church, amen, to reconcile to him. To draw to him. The Bible says you draw to him, he will, he, ha- he draws back to you. That is what God is looking within the church right now. Because if we're not careful, we can get caught up what's going on out there. We can get caught up and pulled away, amen. We can get caught up and talk just like the world's talking. Come on, we have to be the church. We are the church. We need the spirit of God to help us through. And we need not to be divided with each other. We got to work things out right here, church. God's been dealing with relationships right now. He's been dealing with a relationship with him. Now he's dealing within the church. He said, work things out with your brother and sister. And we cannot have division. We cannot have argument. We, we got to work things out right here in the church. Amen. If you have disagreements, let's break it. Come on. Let's just, let's just, uh, uh humble yourself and say, you know what? Uh, you know what? I, you know what, I want to ask you for your forgiveness. Or, you know what, will you forgive me? Or, you know what, uh, or, or just say, you know what, what you did offended me. And it's been hold, I've been holding a grudge on that. Work some things out. Let's reconcile with each other. Amen. Like I said before, it's not your, not your job to judge everyone. Come on, that is God's business. But we are to what? Pray for each other. Pray for your brother. Amen. That's going through a thing. Pray for those that you may not disagree. God, open their eyes, God. We're not here to judge. There's only one judge. Can somebody say amen? There's only one God. Can you say amen? And you're not it. There's one God, amen. Let's love each other. We gotta, we gotta gently restore one another. Come on, somebody. Romans chapter 14, 19 says this. So then, let us aim. Somebody say aim. Let us aim for harmony in the church. And try to build each other up. This is, this is, this is our goal, church, is that we build unity and we build each other up in the faith. Can somebody say amen? amen. You see, the world responds to love. Love is a sign to the world. Amen. Come on. Love is a motivator. It draws people where there is love. Amen. Now, John 13, 35 says this. If you love one another, This will prove to the world that you are my disciples. If we are to be the church, then there has to be love in the church. Come on, somebody. Come on. If we want to win people to Christ, let them see love in your life. Come on. There cannot be division. They cannot see that. Amen. There must be love because people respond to love. Love has to be without deceit. Amen. Romans 12, 19 says, Love must be sincere. First, uh, 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 Corinthians 13 says, love keeps no records of wrong. Hallelujah. That means you don't hold on to anything, church. 
Love erases all wrong. Love oversees all offenses. Amen. Love does not keep wrongs or things that you've done to them in their back in your back pocket. Love destroys whatever's been done wrong to you. Come on, somebody. Somebody say amen. amen. Say it again. Amen. We're staying here longer. There's more than three people. Somebody say amen. amen. I know I can't hear you. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says this. And God says, God has given us the spirit of love, power, and what? And a sound mind or self-discipline, it says up there. But God has given us a power or a spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. Somebody say love, power, sound mind. Come on, this is what God has given us. He's not given us division. He's not given us uh, 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 a spirit of, of bitterness, a spirit of all this stuff. This is something that the that the world comes upon us. This is something of the of the other spirit. Amen. God has given us a spirit of love, and we are to love. We have the power to do that, and He's given us the mind to do that. He's given us all this. The love of God is by the Holy Spirit. Love pours into our hearts. Amen. By the way of the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 5, verse 5 says this. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. The Holy Spirit has been given to you. God gave you a best friend. Do you know the Holy Spirit? See, we come to church and we, we love God and we love Jesus, amen, but let me know that we need to love the person of the Holy Spirit. we got to have a relationship. The, the three are one. Come on. If, you, if, you're, if you're worshiping and loving the Father, you got to love the Son. And if you're loving the Son and the Father, you got to love the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is what's here now. With us, helping us navigate through the storms that we're in. When the Holy, when Jesus went back to, to the Father, amen, the Holy Spirit came and He went all around the world. He's everywhere at the same time. Jesus can only preach as He was walking. But the Holy Spirit, that's something different. He's there to help each one of us. He's helping us here. In Las Vegas, he's helping those navigate in California, in, in Arizona, wherever they are. He's everywhere. He's an awesome friend to have. And you got to understand that he pours his love inside of us. The love that we have is because of the Holy Spirit that comes inside of us. Amen? Amen. If we are not loving and we're using unkind words to each other, our prayers, say my prayers, can be hindered. You're wondering why? Maybe certain things are not being answered. Uh, certain things are not, not, not being moved in your life and your prayers seem to be un, uh, 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 just not, not happening, amen. It may be that you're not loving. Hello. Come on, it, it may be that you're just unkind to other people. And this hinders that, church. Our prayers are hindered when we're not loving. If we're having hatred inside of us, or we're angry and bitter at someone, and we're not loving that person, where God says to forgive and to love, and we're not doing that, then your prayers are going to be hindered. Come on. 
Some of us, you know, oh, man, that's the problem. Amen. Come on, you want some, you want some answer prayers? Start loving people. Come on, somebody. You got to love people. Come on, if you're holding on that grudge, amen, is it worth holding on to the grudge from holding back God's blessings? I don't know about you, but you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to just forgive somebody. I'm going to love everyone because I don't want my prayers hindered. I want God to move. Can somebody say amen? Come on. I, I don't want our lives to be cut off or, or your life to be cut off from the blessings of God because we want to, we want to have a right to hold our grudge against somebody. You know what? Get over it. Reconcile. Move on. If they, if they don't want to, they don't want to forgive you, amen, and they say forget you, then move on. You know what? Love them. You know what? Let it go. Come on, somebody. It's not a, you don't want to live that way. People that are old and, and angry and bitter and always, ah, get away from my yard. <laughs> they have some problems. Why? Because they're holding on. They're, they have hatred. There's, there's something they did not let go. And let me tell you, if you don't watch that, you can grow like that in the church. I'll just, ah, get that, wow, these kids coming now. And you know, we, we can get pretty, pretty, pretty bad. Can somebody say amen? Come on, we have to love. We have to love. Let me, let me tell you, it's easier to love than to hate. It really is. If you love, love, love is just, the love of God. I'm talking about the agape love of God. The, you know, that kind of love. If you, when you have the love of God and the Holy Spirit has poured that love inside of you and He's healed you, and when you start to understand how much God has loving you and forgiven you, let me tell you, you gotta let go. And if God can, look at yourself. Come on. God forgave you of everything that you've done. And He loves you. Despite of what the things that we have done and things that we have even said, church. And then we don't, we don't want to give, forgive some person for that or one person that's in our lives where God has forgiven the whole world, not just one person, the whole world, church. And God's saying, let go of that one person. Reconcile, move on. Let the, let the Spirit of God, let the Holy Ghost come inside of you and let Him pour His love for you to help you through. Can somebody say amen? 1 Peter 3.10 says this, for well, the scriptures say, if you want, listen, if you want to enjoy life and see many happy days, how many want that? This is keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Come on, if you want to enjoy life and you want some happy days in your life, then keep your tongue from speaking evil and your lips from telling lies. Amen. That means, you know what, don't speak about people badly. Don't gossip. Hello. Come on. Let's work on some things in our lives. If we're thinking bad things even in our mind, it's not good, church. Come on. This is not a, I'm telling you right now, this is not a time to play church in the season that we're in. God can blow that trumpet at any time. If we're just holding on a grudge because we have a right to, you might just miss out on the second coming of Christ. You might be the one left behind. God is looking for holiness, righteousness. Come on, this is time to get things right within our lives. These are times to, to repent. 
We want revival. Repentance starts in the house of God. Come on, God is going to pour out His revival despite of where you're at. But He's giving you time to get things right. This is, this is, a, this is a, a, an important part in history. This is history, church. We're about to see history unfold right before us. We're about to see the book of Revelation unfold right before us, church. This is no surprise to the church. This is what we've been waiting for. And now we've got to make sure that we're lined up right, church. Because you're walking around with a confidence thing, and oh, there's nothing wrong with me. Oh, i got time. You might be the one left behind. Come on, I don't know about you, but I want to go to glory land. You know, I, I, I pray that people get saved. I pray that my loved ones get saved and family get saved. Amen. But when he calls and when he blows that trumpet, I can't tell him, you know what, God, not time yet. I'm, I'm up. It's time to go. It's time to go. Church, and we, we got to pray and we got we to we get things right. You know, right now, we pray for our family, but we got to get things right within our lives. God, am I, am I right? God, am I okay? God, I, I want to check myself. You know, that's why, that's why I repent every day, every single day. I, I pray the Lord's Prayer every single day. I stop at that garden every single day. Not my will, but thy will. I, I repent for things, God, of things that I thought or things that are not right. The Holy Spirit prompts me, well, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't be thinking that. Man, I, I got I to get it right right there. I want to be right. Every morning, I'm repenting every morning because this might be the day that he comes to pick up his church. And I want to be right in his sight. I want to be right in his standing. God, I, I, I want to be repentant. That when that trumpet blows, God, I'm getting caught up. I'm going home. Come on. Church, let's get things right. Let's live holy, church. Can somebody say amen? Come on. There is power in love, church. There is power in love. The early church had all things in common because of their love for each other. We, we, should, we should model the church of Acts. Amen. We should model that early church that was birthed, that the church that you and I belong to. Amen. The, the true mama church of all mama churches. Amen. Is right there in the book of Acts. Amen. Uh, come on. They had everything in common. Uh, and we must love each other. Amen. And we must have things in common. Listen. In order to grow. Acts chapter 2, 42 to 47 says this. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to breaking of bread and to prayer. Amen. Now notice that God's people are always eating. Hallelujah. Come on. When there's fellowship, they're eating. Carne asada, man. There's bread, pan de dulce, coffee. Man, they're having a great time right there. Amen. It says everyone was filled with awe at many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions and gave to anyone that had need. Amen. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread. Amen. Come on. They even took the fellowship home. Amen. In their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily, those who are being saved. See, when we can come together as a church, God will add to the church. God will bring people because people are attracted to love. People are attracted to people working together, coming together, amen, fellowshipping, uh, uh, being united as one, amen. They'll go to that kind of church. But if they, if they see a church full of strife, division, 
people talking about each other, talking about the pastor, talking this, talking about that sister, that brother. Let me tell you, they won't come. The church will not build. But if they can see a church united, amen, and you guys loving your pastor, really loving them, oh, they'll be attractive. Come on. Man, they love him so much. I, I, I want to see why they love him. Amen. People will start to come. Not for me. They'll come because there's a love here that is genuine. People can sense what's genuine and what's not. And you can just simply just love each other. Let me tell you, the world will start to come into this place. And God will start to add to this house, church. Because of their love for each other, they had great power. There was a power inside their church, amen. There was something that was happening because love motivated that. It motivated it. It encouraged them. It's so great power. They were able to stand up against uh, any type of adversities that came their way, any type of crisis or, or pandemics, and they may come their way through the government or whatever was happening at that time, amen. And they accomplished many things for the kingdom of God. Church, we've got to accomplish many things for the kingdom of God. Come on. There are things to still do, church. This is not a time to, you know what, stay still. It's time to start rising up, amen, and start getting busy for the kingdom of God, amen, for winning souls, amen. We've got to start to do what we need to do, church. We've got to go back. Bible studies and doing the things that we need to do in building each other. We see that the lame man, amen, in the book of Acts chapter 3, where Peter says, silver or gold I do not have, but in the name of Jesus. Come on, there was power that was released. They walked in power, amen. There was healings and miracles that were done, amen, because of the togetherness. Faith works by love. There was a mighty miracles that are being done by the heroes of faith. Those that have faith, amen. Many, and doing it in love, church, there was many miracles, amen. Hebrews chapter 11 speaks of the heroes of, uh, the heroes of faith. Galatians chapter 5 verse 6 says, the only, the only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Faith expressing itself through love. When we have the perfect operation of the love of Jesus Christ, that we can flow through that love, amen, we must put our childish things behind us. That means you stop holding on that I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, and you need to let go of some things. We got to put our childish things behind, amen. We cannot love like the world loves. The, love, the, the way the world loves is when things are flowing and everything's good. When everything's flowing, amen, everyone's happy, oh, I have no problem loving. It's when things are not going your way. And when things are happening, that's when, when, when love doesn't, love kind of dissipates, amen, and, and, and strife comes and all this other stuff that we see in the world today. 1 Corinthians 13, 13 says, and now these three remain. Faith, hope, and love. Somebody say love. Somebody say faith, hope. Love, and the greatest of these is love. We've got to learn to love, church. If you have bitterness, if you have uh, anger, if you have hatred and different things, amen, that's opposite. All these things are opposite of love. We've got to ask God, 
I want you to pour. Holy Spirit, pour more of your love inside of me. Help me to love as, as you love. Help me to see as you see. Help me to be as you be. God, I, I need your love because we can't do that. Right? We cannot love like that. We only love when, when people love us and everything's flowing, but we have to learn to love when they hate us. We have to learn to love when they come against us. We have to learn to love uh, even uh, when they're in opposition of us. Amen. We need to continue to love because the greatest of all these things is love. For God so what? Love the world. It starts with love. It ends with love, church. It has to be inside of us. And so we're a person that really don't love a lot or you know what? Uh, you just, you, you, you got to ask God to change your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit, pour some of your love inside of me. When you have the love of God inside of you and the Holy Spirit's inside of you, church, let me tell you, you're, you're more, you're happier people. Amen. It's, it's just, I mean, it's just joyful. It's exciting. You know, it's just, I mean, it really is. You're just blessed. I mean, you, yeah, you go through troubles. Yeah, you go through some things. Yeah, you go through this stuff. And, and the Holy Spirit helps you through those things. Amen. Uh, he'll rebuke you. He'll correct you. He, he's such a gentleman. Come on, he, he doesn't come and start pointing. He, he's such a gentleman when he corrects you. He speaks to you and he tells you by your name. And, and, he, and, he, and he just, he just bring, when he speaks, it's just like, ah. Oh, you know, I know you're doing it because you love me. I, I, man, it, it, you know what I'm talking about? I mean, if you have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, it's, he just comes and he's just such a, just a good, good friend. And that's what we have to know. We have to know, understand him. I ministered last week about understanding the Holy Spirit, amen, and understanding what he does. But now the ministry of the Holy Spirit, which is to reconcile, we've we got to work things out. He, he's teaching us that. See, without the ministry of the Spirit, we're helpless. We are. Our ministries are helpless without the work of the Holy Spirit. Uh, there is no new birth, listen, without the Spirit. There is no change to change without the ministry of of the Spirit. Everyone wants the world to change, but no one wants to change. Change starts with you. Somebody say me. Just like Michael Jackson, when they sang that song, it starts with the man in the mirror. You know, we can't change the world unless you change. We want to change, church. And the Holy Spirit, listen, is there to help us. You're not there left alone to try to figure out or or try to do this or or you know it's hard it's hard so many people say don't don't you hear people say man it's so hard doing this and, well ask the holy spirit he'll help you he'll get you through this because when it's hard you're doing it by your own strength when it's hard you're doing it with your own understanding when it's hard you're doing it listen in the flesh but when you rely on the holy spirit and ask him to come in and invite him to come in because he doesn't force himself on you. But when you take his advice and you, you take his rebukes, amen, and you let him help you, then he'll help you change you that you can change the world. John chapter 3 verse 5 says, Jesus answered, Verily truly I say to you, or I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of the water and the Spirit. Let me tell you, you got to have the Holy Spirit inside of you, church, if we want to get into eternity. Come on, somebody. John chapter 6, verse 36 or 63 says this. 
For the spirit gives life and the flesh counts for nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are full of the spirit and life. Let me tell you, church, the flesh could never, never cause the lame man to walk. It's only by the spirit. Come on. The flesh can never cause a blind man to see. It's only through the ministry of the Holy Spirit. No man can take credit for that. But the Spirit of God can. He does the miracles. He performs, but he needs a vessel that he can live in and perform these miracles through. And that's when we got to reconcile. we got to have the love of God inside of us because God's not going to use a man that has some hatred inside of them. I'm going to use a woman that has bitterness inside of them. Come on, we want the Holy Spirit to work with us, and he has to correct all these things. And when we can stand, then he can use you to perform miraculous signs for the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. The Holy Spirit is the one that can quicken a person and make them whole. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21 to 26, it says this, and he's speaking here. Once again to the church, if you keep yourself pure, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. If your life, your life will be clean and you'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Run from anything that stimulates your youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living. Listen, faithfulness, love, and peace. Come on, he says, stop thinking like you were in the world. Stop going back and reminiscing the things of the world, things of useful lust, amen. Instead, pursue righteous living, amen, faithfulness, love, and peace. This is what we need to pursue, church. We should not be living in the past, dancing at some backyard party. In our mind and say, oh, I remember that song. Oh, I remember when we used to get drunk. Oh, I remember the good times. Amen. Come on, then we used to party. We start reminiscing of all the things in the past. And God said, you know what? Get away from that. Amen. Because it stimulates your mind and the enemy is setting you up for a fall. Amen. It says pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. And it goes on to say this. Enjoy the companionship. Of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Again, I say, do not get involved in foolish, ignorant arguments. They only start fights. A servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but must be kind to everyone. Everyone. Not just ones you like. Every single person. Do not get in a fight with anyone. Be able to teach. To be patient with difficult people. Gently instruct those who oppose the truth. Come on, don't get into a fight with the, from the world. Come on. Those that oppose you, don't, 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 don't try to get all tough up. Ah, you know, you gotta continue to stay cool and teach them gentle the word of God and show them love. Come on, that's what the devil wants. He wants controversy. He wants fights. But he says, you know what? Instruct gently to those who oppose the truth. Perhaps, listen, God will change those people's hearts and they will learn the truth. And then they will come to their senses, listen, which all of us did. Come on. Come to this and escape the devil's trap. 
for they have been held in captive by him to do whatever he wants. That was us before, church. Come on. We came to our senses. Right? The prodigal son, what? Came to his senses when he was in that pig pen. If you, if you show them love and you do it gently and you, and you show the love and gentle truth, church, you'll win them over. Unless we keep ourselves clean from the works of the flesh, the Spirit, listen, like I said before, cannot work through us. How can the Spirit work and do miraculous signs through you and use you to do things in the kingdom of God when you're leaving unclean? When you're thinking not right? When you're doing things that the world's doing? When we're, we're, we're not really lining ourselves to, to His kingdom? He won't use you. There's no way. You can, you, can, you can serve God. You can come to church. Amen. All that, all that is good, but, but let me tell you, He's not going to use you. You're not going to do great things for the kingdom of God, amen, unless we have the love and, we, and, we, and we, we die to the flesh. Like Paul says, I die to this flesh every single day. I, I, I crucify this flesh, amen, because I want the spirit to live. I want the spirit man to stand up, amen. Come on, you've got, you got to keep away from the works of the flesh. That means doing what you want to do. You can't do that any longer. Come on, the world's looking at you. Disciples are looking at you. And when you start to act like the world or they start to question, or you put a question mark in them, why are you doing that? I thought that was wrong. I thought, you know, I, I, I weren't they preaching that at the church that it wasn't, that wasn't right and then you're doing it? You're going to cause confusion. And the Bible says don't cause anyone of your brethren to what? To stumble. Because their blood falls on you. This is, I mean, this, this is serious stuff, church. That's why God is looking for holiness. We, this is not the time for us to live and do what we, what we want to do. This is the time to get right with God, listen, and live for God. And be instruments that He can work through to cause the miraculous signs that need to be done in this world. In the last days, God's going to pour out His Spirit upon all flesh. And those that are lined up to the Word of God, those that are living like that, God's going to use in the last days. That's going to cause miracles. All this stuff is going to start to happen. The dead will start to rise, church. The death will start to hear. Come on, somebody. The lame will start to walk. I'm talking miraculous signs. I'm talking signs and wonders, church. Something that the church needs today and the world needs to see. But how can the Lord work upon a church that's living like the world? Or acting like the world, or or looking like the world. We must avoid foolishness that can lead to strife. We have to fast. Come on, somebody, you gotta fast. I mean, if you're not fasting on Wednesday nights, come on. I I don't know what's wrong with you. We've been doing this for years. If you're not jumping on this boat that we have to fast, and there's something, you gotta check yourself. You got to do something. Well, I can't fast. Well, create things. All of us can fast. Whether, wherever you are, you can do your part. You can fast other things. For those that, you know, you, you, you can't because your body freaks out or medication or whatever it is. I can understand those things, but there are things that you can fast. But for those that can and you know who you are, you can't use that as an excuse. You should fast. You've got to fast, church. 
Fasting strengthens. It doesn't weaken. Let me tell you, every Wednesday, I'm excited. I fast all day. I'm good. I'm all right, man. I get in the house of God. I'm just jumping. I'm ready. Of course, after service, I want to eat. But, but right now, boom, I, I do it. But the food tastes a lot better. I feel a lot better myself. Like, yes, I accomplished something. Yes, God, I, I fasted for something. Yes, I prayed for a certain thing throughout the day or something like that. And God, I, I'm praying. I was praying for the churches in California this, this, uh, this throughout the day. Amen. When I had chances, when I wasn't busy at work, I, I was praying. I was keeping them in mind. I was praying for them. Amen. I was like, God, I, I, I'm fasting. I, I'm, 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 I'm uniting. I'm praying. Amen. For, for clarity. I'm praying for, for just for, for, for my friends out there, all my pastor friends. Amen. God, just give them direction. Fasting helps release. It's a release in our ministries. When we fast, greater things happen within the ministry. Let me tell you, the doors that open to get us to this place where we're at today because of fasting. You're sitting in the chair because you were fasting. The chair is the building where you see today because we fasted as a church that brought us here. Let me close with this scripture. Because now I'm talking about food, I'm hungry. John 16, 13. Three more, four more scriptures to end it. John 16, 13 says, When the Spirit of truth comes, He will guide you into all truths. He will not speak of His own will, but tell you what He has heard. And He will tell you all about the future. You're freaking out about the future right now? Lean upon the Holy Spirit. He'll direct you. If you're worried, He'll bring peace. We don't need to worry. There should be a peace within our hearts, church, of what's going on right now. This should not freak us out or put us into fear. It should bring us into prayer and alignment with God. Come on, He will tell you this is what's going to happen. He's going to tell you what you need to do. He will tell you what the future is going to come, church. Ephesians chapter 3.20 says this, Now all glory to God who is able through His mighty power at work within us to accomplish indefinitely more than we can may ask or even think. Come on, if we rely on the, the power of the Holy Spirit, let me tell you, we can do a lot of things that you thought you can't do. Come on, somebody. First uh, Colossians chapter 129 says this, That is why I work and I struggle so hard, depending on Christ's mighty power that works within me. Come on, we work hard. We struggle through all the things that we go, but I depend. I don't do this with my own strength. I depend. Holy Spirit, I, I need to depend on you. You get me through this. Of course, Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, oh, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Come on, we must, church, listen. We must let the Holy Spirit help us because He wants to help you. He is right there. He is waiting. All he needs is a phone call. All he needs you to, to, to message him on Facebook or whatever you got to do. He's waiting right there for you to respond. He's waiting for you to pick up your phone, to call out to him and say, you know, Holy Spirit, can we meet? Can you help me through this? Maybe invite him to your house. Can you come to my home? Can you help me with my, my, my marriage? Can you help me with my struggles? Can you help me with my finances? Can you help me with my children? Whatever it is, he'll help you through anything. But you got to invite him. And then you got to ask of him. He's right there waiting. He, he's never busy. 
He is never, never busy. He can be helping me, and he can help you at the same time. That's how awesome the Holy Spirit is. He's never busy. He never says, you know what, I, you know, I'm with Pastor Art right now. and He's one of my best guys right now. I'm going I'm to spend some time with him. No, no. <laughs> he, he is there. You're his best. He's there to make time for you. He, he wants to help you, but you need to call. And when you start to lean upon him and he starts to help us, guess what? He starts to unite us as that one church, powerful church, that he can work signs, wonders, and miracles through. We become strong, church. How many want to be strong? Come on. I'm talking strong, spiritually strong, just and you can you can flex your spiritual muscles, and the devil just gets gets scared when he when he sees you wake up. He just sees you flexing, flexing as a man of God, flexing as a woman of God. And man, he 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 doesn't like you getting up because he says, "Oh man, that dude's up again. Oh man, this is gonna be a rough day today." Come on, he doesn't want you to wake up. Say, "Oh, there's that woman of God, man. She's gonna start praying right now." Oh my Lord, I I gotta bail from here, man. We got to do that, church. He unites us and makes us strong. He will help us to do, listen, what we need to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, give the Lord some praise. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you guys. Amen.